Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So the phrase nickel and dime. You nickel and dime someone. According to the internet of uh, idioms, uh, nickel and dime, if someone nickels and dimes someone or something, they harm them by continually taking small amounts of money away from them or by continually making small changes or requests. I don't know what made me think about nickel and diming people, but I did see where American Airlines announced it's raising the cost to check your first bag from 30 to $35. Uh, and if you book it online, uh, that's 30 to $35. If you do it at the airport, that's $40. So there's that. Uh, the announcement came shortly after JetBlue and Alaska Airlines made similar changes as part of an industry-wide effort to juice bag prices to offset higher costs for fuel and labor. And they were concerned about merging airlines and it costing people more if the airlines were together. No, they do it uh, at the same time anyway. It doesn't matter whether it's one company or not. (laughs) Now, according to uh, the latest report, uh, the global bag fee revenue was more than $33 billion. Okay. Now... I know, but uh, it's only 4.1% of the global airline revenue. And they're trying to up that by nickel and diming you and me. I mean, I, I realize that, uh, but see, in today's world, with inflation, $5 and $10 is actually nickel and diming you in today's world. Every time you turn around, everything is just another 5 bucks, another 10 bucks. So just get used to it. If you haven't, if you if you haven't been used to it already, get used to it now, because there seems to be no end in sight. Welcome, welcome to chewing the fat. I see where the FBI, in need of, uh, well, in need of good press, the headline is, the FBI helped take down the world's most infamous cyber criminal group. So an international operation, according to this story, led by the FBI and the UK's National Crime Agency, dealt a major blow to the ransomware gang Lockbit arresting two people in the U.S. and two others in Poland and Ukraine while charging two more Russian nationals. Lockbit has caused billions of dollars of damages by forcing its targets, many of them major companies, to pay ransoms to uh, decrypt malicious software. Uh, yeah, uh, the law enforcement agencies also seized Lockbit websites, on the dark web and obtain keys that will help victims uh, decrypt their computers. We have hacked the hackers. NCA Director General Graham Bigger told reporters. So we're quoting the UK's National Crime Agency. Uh, his, their director, not the FBI director, but the FBI helped them. Okay. All right. Well, good. Good. Uh, Lockbit the, is considered to be the world's most prolific ransomware ring, 
uh, and it's responsible for more than 40% of global ransomware attacks, and it has extorted more than $120 million. That's it? Hold on. It's extorted $120 million? Is that what this story? i got to click the link now because the headline says $120 million. That seems low. Yeah, that's what they say. Uh, 2,000 victims worldwide extorted over $120 million in payments. Instead of listing data stolen from ransomware victims who didn't pay, Lockbit's uh, victim-shaming website now offers free recovery tools as well as news about arrests and criminal charges involving Lockbit affiliates. So I thought this was Operation Kronos. The law enforcement agency, we might need canon music for this. Tonight's episode, Operation Kronos. Uh, the law enforcement action involved the seizure of nearly three dozen servers, the arrest of two alleged LockBit members, the unsealing of two indictments, and uh, release of free LockBit decryption tool, right? And the freezing of more than 200 cryptocurrency accounts is thought to be tied to the gang's activity. $120 million. That seems like uh, low, 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 low. What's the other hacker group? You know, not anonymous. Of course, it's a, anonymous was the big hacker group. But there was the other Russian one that was the big hacker that were hacking all these businesses here in the U.S. And I feel like that was a lot more than 120 million. So, I mean, congratulations are in order to the FBI and the uh, UK's National Crime Agency, the FBI and the NCA from the UK. But I feel like 120 million, I spit on 120 million hacker group. Okay, so I don't think that Lockbit was one of the most prolific ones, but what do I know? As long as our agencies are worried about crime, I see a story where the Somali pirates are back in action. Uh, They're back attacking, uh, according to this story, at levels not seen in years. So good for the Somali pirates. So we've got those to worry about. And they're talking about a, a crew of a cargo ship was forced to abandon their vessel after being attacked by the Houthis in the Red Sea. And the first time a crew had to abandon a ship since the militant group began striking commercial vessels last year. Okay, so I have a couple questions. All right, so how many Houthis are there? Seriously, every time I turn around, I keep talking. They keep telling me this a small militant group of Houthis, and then all I hear is them attacking the places all over the world. I mean, let's uh, let's end this thing. If, if there's two or three Houthis, let's put them down. <laughs> let's be. Let's get this over with. How many hoodies are there? That's my question today. How many hoodies are there? And how many Somali pirates are there? There can't be that many. So if you're shipping goods and services or goods on your ships around the, the world, either in the Red Sea or around the Cape of Africa, I don't know. Have some security. And when the two or three hoodies show up and the half a dozen Somali pirates show up, how about we put them down and we just end this thing right then? Okay. All right. We got it. Did I just solve it for you? You're welcome. Oh, and I know, I know you're looking at me like, uh, what you told us to put down the Somali pirates and the hoodies. Yeah, I know they're hoodies. I got it. Yes. I told you to put down the hoodies and you expected to hear the gunshot, didn't you? But I'm saving the gunshot because I mean, I have a story on Alec Baldwin today. 
and that's when you will hear the gunshot. Okay, so relax. Plus, maybe if we put down some of these pirates, uh, we wouldn't have drug shortages. Uh, you know, maybe the shipping industry could get us our drugs here in America in a timely fashion. I mean, drug shortage, shortages hit a record high. The shortages hit a record high, i got to say that correctly, uh, this past December and is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments. There's delays, treatment cancellations, and uh, yes, the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. Even drugs as important as the antibiotic amoxicillin are in short supply right now, along with 294 others. Just amazing. It's just an example of why you need the Jace case. It's a personalized emergency kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. Now, Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings. They've even added ivermectin as an option in the Jace case now. Uh, Go to jacemedical.com today. You can enter the code Jeffy at checkout for a discount on your order. jacemedical.com. You can buy a gift card for family or loved ones so that they can get a Jace case of their own and personalize it to their needs. I mean, everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Get yours today. JaceMedical.com. JaceMedical.com. Use that promo code Jeffy at checkout to get a discount. J-A-S-E Medical. Dot com jacemedical.com Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no armed guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. So anyone in the Seattle area, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but I saw a post from Lucas Nelson, Willie Nelson's son, and he was robbed in Seattle. Uh, And I don't know if he did the show. I don't know if uh, they found it yet, but he made a post. I saw his post on X and uh, his his son, uh, Lucas, says, uh, hey, we're in Seattle and our stuff got robbed. So, I mean, if you, if you know anybody, uh, that knows anything, you know, let us know. Everybody, Lucas here. Uh, bad hey, news. Lucas. Our truck with all of our equipment got stolen last night. I know. Out of the hotel. Did you have the weed Seattle. with you or? Uh, we've got rental equipment now. Oh yeah. Okay. And we will play the show tonight. All right. Good. There you um, go. But if you're in the Seattle area. Right. 
uh, and you hear about any guitars being pawned or sold. Uh, my 1956 Les Paul Jr., nice. 64 335, and nice. Nacho Telly yeah. are all in there. Uh, we have a lot of other equipment that's in there as well. Bases, steel yeah. guitars. Please Our if stuff. You have any information, email Lucas Nelson and POTR at gmail.com. And, right. uh, and uh, whoa, whoa, wait. Everybody. Uh, that's it. And uh, then he finished the, the video. Minute was up, he was done. Okay, so Lucas, I know times are tough, but the good thing is it sounds like uh, you didn't have, you know, what you really needed in the truck. And so you still had that available to you to be able to go and rent the equipment. Hey, everybody. Our stuff was robbed. And, uh, we got rental equipment and stuff. We're still going to do the show. <sighs> but, uh, you know, if you know anything uh, about it, uh, we got all kinds of equipment in the truck, and uh, it's gone. So you, know, you can email me at Lucas something or other, and uh, I'll respond. You know what I'm saying? I, th- I, I think you do. So, like I said, just email me. It's not the Lucas Nelson uh, email. It's the Lucas Nelson and the P-O-T-R at <sighs> gmail.com. And you can just let me know. We're still going to do the show and everything. But, you know, if you know where our guitars or equipment or <laughs> our truck, you know, please just, uh, you know, let us know. And that, that would be great. Thanks. Should have known better going to Seattle, bro. Uh, you left it parked at the hotel and you didn't have somebody keeping an eye on it? Okay. Uh, I would make sure someone was keeping an eye on it almost in any city in America, but for sure uh, in cities like, I don't know, what city am I thinking of? Uh, Seattle. Uh, I would definitely have someone uh, keeping an eye out for sure. I'll help you out, uh, Lucas, you know, if I hit the lotto. You know, I, maybe Dad will help you out, too. Just call, and Willie will take care of it. Willie's made a plenty of cash in his day. But uh, no one did hit the hit the lotto uh, last night, so the Mega Millions rolls over again. $525 million jackpot, along with uh, be $247.1 million cash payout. That's a new drawing uh, on Friday, the 23rd. Just a couple days away. If you're listening live, today is Wednesday, the 21st of February, uh, 2024. Uh, and then tonight, we have the Powerball drawing, which is a $348 million jackpot at 164.3 uh, cash payout. You know, I started mentioning this just out of fun, but it keeps rolling over. There's no winner. As long as I keep talking about it, there's no winner. So if uh, maybe I'll pick a day where I don't mention it. And then that'll be the day that I win. I like that plan a lot. Those of you living in Seattle who have had enough of the crime, uh, maybe you need to move. And if you're thinking about moving, maybe you need to go to realestateagentsitrust.com. You know, realestateagentsitrust.com is there when you absolutely positively have to buy or sell a home. And sometimes you 
you just you just have to you gotta you want real estate agents i trust on your side it's glenn's company he started it a long time ago uh because he was tired of dealing with uh, incompetent real estate agents no one likes to deal with incompetent real estate agents. As a matter of fact, people don't like to deal with incompetency at all. But specifically, we're talking about real estate agents now. And he figured, uh, you know, people probably are sick of dealing with incompetent real estate agents as well. So he started realestateagentsitrust.com. Buying and selling homes sucks. It's a lot of work. can really be confusing. And you don't want to be making a lot of mistakes in this economy. Uh, the agents that uh, we work with at realestateagentsitrust.com are the best in your area. They're the top sellers. They know the lay of the land and the best practices to get you and your family where you need to go, whether it's across the street or across the country. Most of these agents are fans of this show, Thank you. And so you'll have something in common, uh, you know, even when you first starting out. So do yourself and your family a favor and check them out today. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name really does say it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Okay, I just remembered the hacker group name. I couldn't remember it when we were talking about Lockbit, who they claim is this monster hacking organization that hacked 120 million. Well, we were doing stories about uh, uh, R Evil, capital R, capital E, small case V I L, uh, doing cyber attacks on the pipelines. They were holding people ransom for 70 million. I mean, they're the big one, right? Are evil. They're the ones. That's the hacker group. I know, anonymous. Don't, don't be mad. I'm not. I'm still giving you your props. Okay, I'm with you, anonymous. You guys are the guys. You're it. I know. Don't, don't worry about it. I don't need to be hacked by any of you. But it's our evil are the ones. We're. I mean, I'm happy that we've got Lockbit and we made a big deal out of it. Good. We, you know, we're sh- hackers being hacked on the dark web and all. But. I just feel like we were claiming that they were bigger than what they really were because it's really our evil and anonymous that are taking bites out of giant corporations and bad people, right? Oh, they're the bad people. That's right. Never mind. So I see a story about John Oliver. You know, John, the, uh, well, they say in the story he's Emmy Award winning. Okay, congratulations. Uh, for his show last week tonight with John Oliver on Max. It's not on HBO. No siree, it's on Max. All right. So uh, HBO has decided to stop. I'm sorry, Max has uh, stopped uh, uploading clips from the new Sunday night episodes to YouTube the next day saying that, yeah, we're going to wait until Thursdays instead. (laughs) Okay. All right, we'll see how that works out. Uh, HBO hopes that you choose between waiting a few days to watch John Oliver or uh, you you need to subscribe to the Max plan. I got news for you. I am a subscriber to Max. All right, I subscribe through Hulu, I think, is uh, the way my plan works. 
it wasn't for John Oliver and I never watch his show. Have I seen clips of John? You bet. That's how I'm familiar with this show. I'm not watching it on Matt. I'm not wasting my valuable time on John Oliver. I have other I have other shows to waste my time on. Not him last week tonight. Ugh. You know how many writers and for one a uh, show a week for this guy? What he's making for Max? And we're we'll find out. We'll find out as uh how it goes with uh with the eyeballs looking for those YouTube clips and them not being there. I don't know. We'll see. I know John Stewart last week has over 9 million views on one of his YouTube clips. Should they wait uh, until Thursday if John Stewart's show is on Monday? You know, to I mean, his show isn't on a network that you subscribe to other than, you know, cable or a streaming platform. But you don't subscribe specifically to a network that carries his show. So we'll see. Uh, you know, I know John, man, he's been doing this show since 2014. Wow. Holy cow. And so they concerned that quickly posting clips to the show on YouTube, one of its biggest competitors, that's what they're pissed about, is that YouTube is getting all these views for the show, and they're not seeing as much money as they want to see. So they are, they want people to subscribe. I mean, I get it. You want people to subscribe to your network. It's called blazetv.com. You can get a, you know, slash Jeffy. You use the promo code Jeffy, get you a discount on a year plan. But, uh, I mean, that's what helps keep this podcast free, chewing the fat, is subscriptions to Blaze TV. I got it. I understand. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if it works out. Uh, they all are looking for eyeballs for sure. I see where Sony Pictures is planning on four new Beatles movies. Okay. Uh, one from the perspective of each band member. So Sam Menendez from Sky, the Skyfall director is doing these movies. Uh, I, it doesn't say whether they're going to come out, you know, at the same time. Am I going to have to sit through two hours of Ringo Starr to get to John Lennon? Am I going to have to sit through... You know, George Harrison to get to Paul McCartney? I don't know. Am I going to be able to see Ringo and Paul bash John and Yoko before I see the John and Yoko uh, telling me how wonderful they are and how bad Ringo and George are? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. If 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 it was an episode, maybe you give me... Maybe you give me a 10-part series of the Beatles and you look at the Beatles through the eyes of each member in a 10-part series. But don't make me sit through 8 to 10 hours of movies. Don't. We're going to do it anyway, Jeff? Oh, okay. All right, well. All right, fine. Fine, fine, fine. Be that way. Congratulations to Walmart, too. Uh, Good news. They just bought TV maker Vizio for $2.3 billion. Now, if you're wondering why the store where you buy, uh, you know, your diapers or where, you know, the Secret Service buys the diapers for the president, uh, could acquire a company like that uh, because they make television sets and it makes it an easier way to compete with Amazon. 
So Walmart will be able to sell ads through streaming services on Vizio TVs. Huh. So that's a treasure trove of data too, man. Who buys the TVs, who's watching the TV, and it all goes to Walmart. It's all about information and uh, data. No kidding. So they, um, I mean, Walmart has, what, 11,000 stores, some odd stores now, and they're looking to compete with uh, Amazon and Google's ad business. All right. I mean, it's going to just amazing. Uh, are we going to look into it, though? Because we've already, we've got lawsuits, uh, you know, talking about Target and uh, Kroger with their digital ad sales. Uh, okay. I mean, I know that we've got uh, we've got the FTC in several states ready to block a merger between Kroger and Albertsons. Fubo TV is suing to prevent ESPN, Warner Brothers Discovery, and Fox from creating a combined sports streaming service. And, uh, I mean, even George Santos, the disgraced congressman, is in the lawsuit business. He's suing comedian Jimmy Kimmel. And I hate calling Jimmy Kimmel a comedian. Uh, suing Jimmy Kimmel for duping him into making videos on Cameo. Is that true? <laughs> Is that a true statement? Yes, it's true. Uh, apparently, uh, Santos is uh, pissed because Kimmel ordered cameos. I mean, you can order a cameo from me at JeffyJFR uh, on Cameo on the Cameo app. Uh, they're not free, <laughs> but apparently, Kimmel is ordering them. And I have not watched the Jimmy Kimmel show, but he's using them on air to mock Santos in the in the cameos. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh you know at jeffy jfr uh on the cameo app and you can uh you can order a cameo from me just let me know whether you want me to be happy sad glad bad or mean jimmy you need me to do a cameo for your show reach out uh order it on cameo no problem uh, as long as you pay the bill the cameo gets their money and i get my money we're good Who died today? Who died today? Well, let's begin with uh, Maxim Kuzminov. Maxim Kuzminov is dead at the age of 28, or it's not him, and he's 33, and he's not dead. It's another guy. But he's claiming that the body found in Spain is Maxim Kuzminov. Kuzminov. Remember, he's the Russian pilot who defected to Ukraine and then moved to Spain. And now he's, you know, believed to have been uh, murdered. The Spanish outlets reported last week that they were investigating the death of a Ukrainian man in a parking lot who had been shot several times. Uh, They described the man only as 33 years of age and Ukrainian. But in all the stories, Kuzminov was 28 years old at the time of his defection, which was last year. So could uh, the Spanish police have their age wrong? Yeah, I guess. Could he be hiding under a different name and a different age with a different ID? Sure, could have happened. But we are to believe that the dead man in Spain is 
Maxim Kuzminov, the Russian pilot who defected to Ukraine. Now, I will say that uh, when he defected, Russian state TV uh, showed a man said to be a Russian intelligence officer saying, I don't think he'll live long enough to face trial. That traitor and criminal was a moral corpse. (laughs) So we'll see. We'll see if the dead body in Spain is actually Maxim Kuzminov. If it is, rest in peace to Maxim Kuzminov at the age of 28 or 33. Or, Or no matter who it is. You know what? No matter who it is, rest in peace to the dead man shot in Spain. (laughs) no matter who you are rest in peace then we have andreas brem andreas brem german soccer star uh big time german soccer star he's won a world cup uh big time uh he is dead at the age of 63 i know what you're thinking uh you know he's a big time soccer star he's 63 had to be that nope Okay, it wasn't that. Uh, The news outlets are reporting that he died suddenly and unexpectedly from a heart issue. All right? The the teams and his friends said that he died from cardiac arrest. Okay? So it had nothing to do with that. Don't even... I don't even know why you're thinking that. So rest in peace, Andreas Brem dead at the age of 63 speaking of soccer i see where the mls season begins today uh if you're listening live the 21st of february 2024 the mls uh, major league soccer season begins today lionel Messi and inter miami facing real salt lake uh there's plenty of games to be had around the country i will say that uh the i did not know this I don't know if it's been negotiated or not, but the Professional Soccer Referees Association, and I love them, they uh, are under collective bargaining agreement, and they're looking to get a new collective bargaining agreement. Uh, At least that's what they're negotiating. So I don't know if they're working or if they're not working, and they're saying, hey, get scrubs, or they're working and they're pissed. Because if they're working and they're still trying to negotiate their new collective bargaining agreement, then they're just pissed. Uh, you know, Messi's coming in, making all kinds of money. He just uh, he just signed a new deal. Uh, and then we have the new J.P. Morgan Chase uh, gets the naming rights of Inter Miami's uh, stadium in Fort Lauderdale. So, you know, they have, uh, they have uh, the Chase Center for the NBA's Golden State Warriors. They have Chase Field for MLB's Arizona Diamondbacks. And uh, Lionel Messi signed a two-and-a-half-year, $150 million contract with Enter Miami last year. So that's when J.P. Morgan said, you know, we ought to to get in soccer. Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's name that stadium down there in Fort Lauderdale. That's after us, too. And and they have. So good for them. And... uh, Good for MLS with Lionel Messi. Uh, I remember, I could just go on. I was remember when Tampa, I lived in Florida and Tampa had the mutiny. And uh, 
when Carlos Valderrama came to play, I mean, he was the guy. <laughs> they brought Valderrama in, and he was the guy. Man, it was fun to go to those games. They played at Tampa Stadium, and it was just fun to go. My my son, my oldest son, thought we owned the stadium. We parked in. The, they used to. We used to broadcast the games on my radio station, so we always had tickets to the games. We parked in the same place, went in the same gate. Sat in the same place, midfield, right there in the center at Raymond James. Or no, Tampa Stadium. That's not Raymond James. They built Raymond James in the parking lot we used to park in. And uh, just went there. You know, it just was so much fun. So anyway, it's memories of the Major League Soccer when it was in Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay Mutiny and Carlos Vildarama. I know we're supposed to have a big uh, historic moon landing uh, happening uh, tomorrow, so we'll see if it actually happens with the Odysseus lunar lander that uh, took off last Thursday. It was built by Intuitive Machines of Houston. It's supposed to carry cargo for NASA and other customers. They're going to land on the south polar region of the moon in an attempt to find water. So NASA needs the win. Uh, you know, they had uh, Peregrine uh, screw up. They've had to delay the Artemis missions. So they need this win. So keep your fingers crossed for Odysseus, the lunar lander. And plus, there's water on the moon, man. We need to not worry about building uh, homes on the moon. Let's go ahead and ship that here. Uh, let's bring that ice and water back to the planet Earth for us, the humans that are here on this planet not the people of once what might stop by the moon. I mean, China's talking about having a robot builder making a human base with moon bricks. No, you cannot have the moon water. The moon is ours. The water, anything that's on it is ours. That's just the way it is. Okay. We need to make that very clear to China. And if I need to sit down and have a chat with, with China, I will. I'm here for that. NASA reach out to me. Uh, maybe you DM me on uh, X at Jeffy JFR, Facebook or Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, you can reach out on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Or you can email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. But, uh, you know, I'll let you, I'll help you out. I'll let China know that um, the moon belongs to us. Okay. So back up just a tad. All right. <laughs> And I want to say, I see where uh, the, uh, oh, what's-her-face, Bridget Mendler, the Disney darling. Uh, she was a singer, too, I think. Well, she's got a new startup that she says she raised $6.3 million. I would say that she needs a little bit more than that, but good for her. Uh, she is now the CEO of Northwood Space. Uh, she says is building a data highway between Earth and space. She wants to mass produce ground stations, uh, you know, circular antennas that communicate with satellites to make it easier for space companies to rent them. Oh, okay. Well, uh, let's let's hope that happens. I would like to say this to uh, Bridget: if you need a place to set up your circular antennas i'm willing to rent my land to you uh, for your circular antennas in fact what i think you should do is put a cell tower in my backyard and then you know put the put your antenna on the cell tower 
to communicate with other satellites around the globe. How about we do that? And I won't charge very, very much for that, but I will. Well, instead of nickel and diming you, we'll just come up with a flat rate and uh, we'll make it go. Okay. All right, Bridget. Good. So the first criminal trial stemming from the death of Rust cinematographer Helena Hutchins begins this week in Santa Fe County, New Mexico. Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, the film's armorer, facing charges of involuntary manslaughter and tampering with evidence. So they're thinking that this is going to be a preview of what's to come uh, later this year when the trial of Alec Baldwin comes before the court. So we'll see. Look, it's going to be, she's going to blame it all on Alec. There's no, no, no question that she's going to blame it all on him. No, it's, it's not. You don't get to do it when I say him. Okay. It's Alec or when I say Alec. Then you do that, and when I say Alec Baldwin, you do that. You don't get to, when I say him, that's no. You don't get no. It doesn't count. Take it back. Okay, fine. So the jury selection begins today, and uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, she was responsible for the firearms. I think in, uh, I was reading where she had said that, uh, you know, it was too much work for her. Um, that uh, he, Mr. Baldwin, did not take the firearm training seriously and was constantly texting, FaceTiming, and having his assistant shoot videos of him with a firearm for Instagram. (laughs) Well, that's easy to prove. We're just going to look back and look at the videos of that. But we'll see. I mean... Who knows? I, she's going to blame it all on Alec. And that's just the way it's going to be, right? And I think this whole thing is, and I'm sorry that uh, Helena Hutchins died, but, I mean, it certainly isn't Alec Baldwin's fault. Um, so we'll see what they prove. Uh, we've heard a lot of things of what happened at the Rust uh, set and how things were run with real ammunition and fake ammunition and drugs and uh, who was doing what, when. And they were, you know, she claims, Gutierrez Reed claims that there was, you know, hey, you know, that she's being cut back from training because they've got to get those the work in. And so training days were cut. You know, she claimed that, uh, you know, she needed more time for training because so much of the, uh, so much of the movie is being shot with him and his weapons that he needed to be, she felt that Alec needed to be, uh, needed to be up to speed. So we'll see. We shall see. We will be following it though. Because uh, anytime, anytime that I get to mention him, 
you know, Alec Baldwin. We will. I think th- I think this whole trial thing is crazy and silly. I don't even like him. He's a douche in real life. But, I mean, I love his work. I've said that all along. I love his work. Would I like to interview him? I don't know. Uh, if I could sit, sit across from him right here in the studios that I'm recording in now and have and look Alec right in the eye. I'll probably, if he was here live, I might not do the, do the gun sounds, but you never know. That would really piss him off. <laughs> so I might have to do it just to, oh, need headphones? Okay. Well, welcome, Alec. What do you make of those guns? Well, it's a thing for the show. Uh, anytime that I mention your name, uh, your first name gets the gun cocking and your full name gets, uh... well, here, I'll play it for you, Alec Baldwin. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, he probably, probably why he's never going to go on this show. So I saw, I'll leave you with this thought for the day. So I saw this, uh, it's not really, well, it's kind of a joke of the day, but it's kind of, you know, I just saw this on my timeline and it, it's, it's, it's supposed to be taken as a joke. Nobody told me that when you get a husband, the ears are sold separately. And I thought, well, um, the reason that ears are sold separately on husbands is because there's no off switch on wives. So if you want us to continue to listen, you have to pay us a little bit more. Again, though, that was just my thought as I saw the saw the joke about ears being sold separately. Eh, maybe it was just me. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.